Hi, everyone. This is Tish Aitken, and this is my very first podcast. And uh, I, it came to me yesterday. I was thinking over the weekend. Uh, we had a very long void moon. The mood, moon went void, of course, yesterday in the sign of Sagittarius, and it squared Neptune. And Neptune is the planet of dreams and the imagination and it rules the sign of Pisces, and we're currently in Pisces season, and there are currently three planets transiting in Pisces. The sun, which represents the ego and identity, Venus, which is the planet of love and relationships and what you value, how you can be creative, how you can earn money and earn an income, and Neptune, which rules the sign of Pisces and is the planet of dreams, literally, and the imagination and the subconscious mind. And Pisces is a time where you really trust your intuition and you listen to your insights if you're able. It can make you tired. It can make you spacey. But, you know, we have all been in such a crazy time. Uh, you know, I, I can't even describe it. But, uh, but basically, we went from this very restrictive time in the age of Capricorn and Saturn, which is the planet of responsibility and how you learn certain karmic lessons that uh, you're meant to learn, how you anchor your goals and how you achieve things and accomplish. Uh, Saturn was in the sign of Capricorn and it entered Capricorn on December 20th of 2017 and it changed signs last year on December 17th. And it entered the sign of Aquarius, where it'll be until March 7th of 2023. And this is a really big deal because Saturn is technically still in its dignity, but it's not restrictive and as harsh and karmic as when it's in Capricorn. And last year, we dealt with the year of lockdown. We dealt with a really challenging and difficult conjunction when Saturn and Pluto met up on January 12th. And that brought down many structures in our lives and a lot of endings and a lot of painful circumstances for all of us in some way or another. And we got a preview of Saturn in Aquarius last spring. It entered Aquarius on March 23rd, and then it re-entered Capricorn on July 1st. And you know, that was really the time when a lot more people were implementing technology that don't normally do in their day-to-day -day work and life. Uh, many teachers and students were suddenly studying remotely. Uh, many people were suddenly doing Zoom appointments to meet, a, meet clients or patients or what have you uh, uh, in a whole new way than, than many were used to. And uh, people were paying their rent and, and uh, you know, new ways of paying for things where they wouldn't be going in locally, obviously. Uh, so the world became virtual very quickly, overnight. Uh, and obviously, we've been in a digital age for many years in, in some way or another. Uh, the internet began when Saturn was in Aquarius, and uh, it began on August 6th of 1991 when Saturn was at the very first degree of Aquarius, and it went public on April 30th of 1994 when Saturn was at the final degree of Aquarius, which is the 29th degree, and so that encapsulates the entire sign, and it's also a critical degree in astrology, and now... We're dealing with the Saturn return of the internet, 
And in the beginning of the 90s, there were other planets, the otherworldly planets, Neptune and Uranus, I call them the hippie planets, but they were also transiting in Aquarius, and we saw a lot of progress in uh, in uh, technology and uh, in many things that led us to where we are now, you know, and, uh, and at this time, we're in a different energy because uh, Saturn met up with Jupiter on the winter solstice. And Jupiter is how you learn and expand your knowledge. It's how you seek adventure. It's how you promote yourself and publicize yourself. And Jupiter entered Aquarius on December 19th. And the two met up on the winter solstice at the very first degree of Aquarius, just as when the internet began in August of 91. Saturn and Jupiter were at zero degrees of Aquarius, and they brought in a whole new 800-year vision of what you want to innovate and invent in your life, how you want to seek connection and community, because these are all the themes of Aquarius, how we connect to one another, how we learn and innovate with each other and inspire one another. And, uh, you know, in the early 90s, it wasn't as crazy of a time, obviously, like now, but the last time there was a, a lot of Aquarius was in February of 1962. And that's when it was dubbed the Age of Aquarius. I can't remember the philosopher's name now that named it that. It's a German philosopher, I believe. But uh, but nonetheless, there were several planets in Aquarius at that time. And Saturn and Jupiter were transiting in Aquarius. They didn't meet up at the first degree. And uh, I believe Mars was transiting then. It's Pisces season, and I'm trying to do this, and I'm very nervous, but the idea is there was a lot of Aquarius at that time. There were several planets, and uh, you look at the chaos and cacophony of the, of the 60s and the brilliance and innovation and creativity of the 60s, and I think in different ways, this era is going to mirror both the 60s and the 90s, but obviously have its own new take on it, and it's really structuring your vision. And Saturn and Jupiter meet up every 20 years in a particular element. And there are four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. And for 200 years, they meet up every 20 years sequentially in that element. And at the beginning, sorry, pardon, at the end of last year, the very end of 2020, Saturn and Jupiter made a new, you know, a new pairing. They met up together at the very first degree of Aquarius in air. And in the next 200 years, they're going to be meeting up and convening in air signs every 20 years. And air signs, uh, Gemini, uh, I can't even think, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius are all about communication in different ways. Gemini, where Mars is transiting right now, and probably why my mind is going in many different directions. Gemini is about gathering and dispersing information, and it's about your local environment. Uh, Libra is about partnering and connecting with other people, and it's about being the diplomat, helping to, uh, to make peace with other people and bring people together with love and harmony. And Aquarius is infinite possibility, and it's community, and it's embracing all different types of people. And in a very broken world, 
this time of Aquarius is so needed. And I feel that Saturn and Jupiter brought in a whole new vision for all of us. But since that happened, it's been nonstop adrenaline. You know, at the very beginning of 2021, we had Mercury, which is the planet of learning and communication and local activity and, uh, you know, uh, so many things. But that's a few things it is. Uh, Mercury entered the sign of Aquarius, where it'll be until March 15th. So we're almost done with that. And Mercury is so brilliant in Aquarius, but it retrograded at the end of January on the 30th and gave us all a preview of what Saturn in Aquarius is going to be like the next few years this round, because it's going to be different than the early 90s and the early 60s, and it's going to have a whole different take. And it's up to you on what that vision is of what you want it to be. And right now, somehow it came to me that I just want to do the podcast now. I've been doing, uh, I've been really trying to branch out with doing videos. And I started doing videos um, originally when Uranus, which rules the sign of Aquarius in modern astrology, Uranus entered the sign of Taurus initially in May of 2018. And Uranus rules broadcasting, it rules the internet and social media, it rules radio and television in earlier times and still now. And it rules uh, the nervous system. It rules friends and groups. And I realized in 2018 that I had to upgrade my game. And uh, I started doing videos and I did it very organically and with a lot of mistakes. And I wanted to develop my voice as I do as a writer. I wanted to have it be authentic. And if there are errors, then I learn by doing it from my direction. And uh, I felt for me that that was the right way to do it. I know it could be a lot more slick. Believe me, I know that. But I don't want it to be slick right now. I want it to be me. And uh, and Uranus re-entered the sign of Aries at uh, in the fall of 2018, and it's funny because I was going back and forth with doing this project, and then when it re-entered Taurus in the late winter of 2019, that's when I got more directed on trying to do videos and learn a new technology to reach people that share my passion for astrology. And now we're in the new age of Aquarius, and the, the game is whole whole different game because now we have Saturn anchoring our goals, you know, in Aquarius until March of 2023. We've got Jupiter transiting Aquarius on and off until December 29th of this year. And what's amazing is I've never seen Jupiter transit an entire sign and briefly enter the next sign and then re-enter the previous. I've seen it go to about 23 degrees of a sign and then retrograde. But this year, Jupiter is going to enter Pisces. And it's going to enter Pisces on May 13th. It's going to get as far as two degrees of Pisces in June. And then it's going to retrograde on the summer solstice. It will re-enter Aquarius on July 29th. And I think that's amazing because right now we're in Pisces season. This is very much about paying attention to your dreams and to your intuition. And that's why I'm giving you a really long-winded 
uh, interview, not interview, I'm interviewing myself, uh, prelude to what this podcast is going to be about because it's paying attention to your dreams. And I think for many creative people, we've all been displaced in this tragedy in the last year. And, uh, you know, so many ways, I'm not going to even get to it and enumerate the, the different ways. But I do feel that it's going to help to bring a lot of inspiration to all of us creatively and intellectually. There's certainly the intellectual uh, pulse that is so uh, rampant in Aquarius and off the charts at times because suddenly there are constantly notifications and multitasking. And I think many of us have been working more and more in that paradigm. And that's going to be realistic that that is part of it. And I think that Mercury in Aquarius for basically the entire part of this year said for the first week, you know, that, that has been a big deal. It's brilliant, but it's nonstop, uh, innovation. It can be nervous energy, you know, uh, it's very futuristic and it can give you flashes of insight, but it can feel like having three cups of espresso, you know, it can be a little too much. And with this energy now, it gives a prelude to Jupiter and Pisces because, I feel with three planets transiting in Pisces, it's asking us all to slow down a little bit and tap into the innovation of Aquarius, but also to trust your imagination and to let your mind wander a little bit, not in unhealthy ways, which any of us could be, uh, any of us could, you know, in ways, you know, be inclined to do at times because it's been so painful, you know, and right now we're building up to Venus and Neptune, uh, meeting up on the new moon next week on the 13th. Venus is what you value. And Neptune is the higher octave of Venus and it's selfless love. It's very beautiful. It's very intuitive and it's very magical. And it really helps you to co-create what you value, how you can offer love to other people and to yourself. But also, you know, with Pisces energy, it can be very emotional and it can bring up your worst fears. So you can really take different directions. Mars uh, finally an- exited Taurus and Mars is in its detriment in Taurus uh, uh, because it rules Scorpio in ancient astrology and Mars likes to move ahead. And Taurus is a sign with a lot of patience. So, you know, since January 6th, Mars is transiting in Taurus and it just entered Gemini on March 3rd. And it'll be there until April 23rd. And I like Mars and Gemini because it adds more air to the uh, atmosphere. We have Mars, how we take action. Well, we're taking action with our thoughts and our ideas and how we learn. And, uh, you know, multitasking isn't good for the brain necessarily. It definitely is not. But realistically, we have to embrace the fact that we're all getting more virtual no matter what. But I think it will also have us all reevaluate how we connect with one another because it is the Saturn return of the internet. And in the next few years, and certainly in the last year, we see how alienation can be bad for learning, for depression. Uh, It can also be very innovative for some people, depending on how one uses it. A lot of people 
uh, in some cases have started new things they've had the time to finally do. But many people have also suffered from this in terms of not having that social interaction. And I think Saturn will bring us all to task in the next few years regarding that. And my feeling is now, you know, uh, we have uh, the Sun and Neptune meeting up together on March 10th, and that's next Wednesday. And uh, that can be very, very intuitive energy. It's excellent for manifesting and for working with your guides and trusting your intuition. And you know, Mercury is still going to be Aquarius a little while longer, and it's so brilliant and innovative. We have Mars and Gemini, which is helping us to move in different directions and network more and move a lot more quickly, a lot more quickly than when Mars was in Taurus. And yet we also have that that romantic creative energy of Venus and Pisces, where it's so, so creative and lovely. And, and you know, uh, What's interesting is that this week, uh, you know, the, let's see, uh, when Venus meets up, uh, sorry, when the Sun and Neptune meet up in Pisces, they're going to set off where there was a total solar eclipse in March of 2016. And so uh, it was March 9th of 2016. There was a total solar eclipse at 19 degrees of Pisces. And that's where Neptune is just a degree off from right now. And uh, when Venus and Neptune meet up on the 13th, on the day of the new moon in Pisces, uh, Venus will be at 19 degrees and then it'll conjoin Neptune at 20 degrees of Pisces. And some relationships might get dissolved with that energy this week. Some people, uh, you know, might, uh, you know, it's very hard for sensitive people. And I want to emphasize that. I remember several years ago, it was around 2013, there were about five planets transiting in Pisces. And at that time, Neptune was pretty newly in the sign of Pisces, which is the sign it rules. Chiron, the wounded healer, was still in Pisces. And I remember a friend of mine who's a nurse told me that that the hospital was so inundated with psych patients that they had to find different wings of the hospital for people that were you know, whether it was overdoses or, uh, you know, uh, people, um, you know, suicidal, whatever it was, there were a lot of uh, mental health issues at that point. And I think that's one place we can all go with this because our imagination can go in many places. And Pisces, you know, does represent endings and it does, um, you know, it represents the lost and the rejected and, you know, the forlorn, you know, and so uh, in many ways, and it can represent the victims. And uh, in this sense, we want to find how we can tap into the beauty and the magic. Because remember, you know, pretty soon, we're going to see Jupiter and Pisces for a couple of months, where it also is in its dignity, because it rules Pisces and ancient astrology, that's tapping into magic, and in your imagination. And we have planets in Aquarius, which is brilliant. But part of being brilliant is not just the intellectual part. Uh, you need to have your own intuition with it. You have to have your own vibe. And I don't know how to explain it, but that sometimes it's not the brightest person that makes the most impact. It's just 
just really either have it or you don't and you just got to trust it and it doesn't have to be perfect and in many ways we're going to meet up together on this and we're going to have a really magical new moon on the 13th of March and that occurs at 5:21 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and the new moon will be at 23 degrees and 3 minutes of Pisces and that new moon is very magical. I cast it for the East Coast because I live in the East Coast and the chart has Pisces ascendant and there's a stellium. We have Venus where it is so magical and beautiful in Pisces. uh conjunct Neptune and they will meet up later uh that night uh uh exactly at 20 degrees of Pisces but during the new moon they are only a degree apart or a couple of minutes apart actually but uh the sun and moon are at 23 degrees and 3 minutes of Pisces we have mars and gemini in the third house seeking knowledge and learning and uh jupiter and mercury are still conjunct in the sky jupiter is the planet of higher wisdom Mercury is exalted in Aquarius. Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius and it's the higher octave of Mercury, so it's brilliant energy being expanded, but also through intuition because Saturn, which is no longer conjunct Jupiter, but Saturn's still in Aquarius. Saturn, Jupiter and Mercury are all in the 12th house of the imagination. Jupiter is expanding the opportunities to connect and learn and uh, innovate in so many ways uh there are many new beginnings and this new moon also sets off the lunar eclipse that occurred on September 16th of 2016 and that lunar eclipse was at 24 degrees of pisces so if you can recall what was happening in march of 2016 or september of 2016 you may have gone through major endings or beginnings at that time uh, you might get more information to that story you might be able to bring a new story those are big eclipses and in pisces very emotional and often bring endings it is the sign of endings now it's a time of initiating new beginnings and you know paying attention to your intuition and innovating in the age of aquarius and this is my first attempt it's raw and naked and has a lot of uh mistakes here and there and i will perfect this and refine it but it's about being you so i wish you a lot of luck and thank you very much take care